I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is what we came for, friends and comrades. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday the 14th of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushina Hunter-Raja. Plenty of time. Yeah. Nice. The running order says it's Jim Campbell here, but that's just oh. a funny joke made I, by funny, funny producer Charlie. Oh, funny producer Charlie! <laughs> if, if you ever have, have that room again, Vish, you should just 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 bash out the yeah for, at the end for ages. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I could add. I, I mean, I've got four A's in my last name. I could have <laughs> put some more in. Doubled it, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and just we could do a Beach Boy style out. harmony. We could have done. Uh, Should we start the show again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I can't sing, so I was going to. Uh, I'm not sure that counted as singing, but no. thank you. Rich. That's really, that's really nice. You of got you. a bit of a warble to you. Yeah, no, I was, I, that, I was beefing it up. You're I was trying to give you. I was trying to give you some opera. beefy warbler, Mason. Nice. <laughs> as she was known at school. Oh, Hopefully not. Warbler. No, I, mm. I really, I really hope not. No, many other things I was called, but never that. <laughs> as far cool. as I know. Let's get into the football, shall we, guys? It is what we came for. And what we're going to start with is Tottenham against Everton. Dominic Calvert-Lewin with the only goal in that one. A header from a set piece. And the massive highlight, I guess, in this game for Everton fans was the immediately good performances of all three new signings. Mm. The club, including Alan, who was the man of the match, according to Sky Sports. But of course, also James Rodriguez with five... Uh, chances created, which apparently is more chances than any other Everton player has created in the last two years. Yeah, single game. <laughs> that's it's more than any debutant has created since Sanchez in 2014 or 2014. What have you got, Pete? Nice. I just like debutants. <laughs> it's it, it, this Premier League uh, first weekend has been the debutants ball, and everyone's had a lovely time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's been any kind of debuts that haven't been excellent. What is a debutant's ball? Is it like, well, a, like no. wasn't that great? But is it like, like a high society kind of like you know, yeah, like, Sushong and, and punch balls, punch balls. Yeah, back in the day, people used to get you know introduced into society. Mm. So if you were a lady, you had to come out in public. Right, I okay. think that's what it right. is. So you'd be, you know, you're basically being just your mum and dad. They're basically saying she's on the market. <laughs> she's hot to trot. <laughs> and did you know also they wear white dresses? And I have a friend. Oh, yeah. This is something that still happens certainly in China, right, and uh, in the states as well. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and one of my friends actually did one in the States and they mm. wear these like wedding dress style dresses. Oh, wow. What? It's, it's like in the OC. With, is it cotillion like, in the OC? Yeah. yeah. That's it. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, it was the three debut. You know, Everton had never played four South Americans in the same team before. Oh, yeah, which is a stat that actually doesn't mean anything at all. No, but truly. It, it's quite cool. I thought, <laughs> and I like the idea that they've all got friends as well because you've got two Brazilians in there in Alan and Richarlison, and then you've got Hiro Mina and uh, James Rodriguez from Colombia. I like the fact that you know they all talk to each other, probably mm. talk about the other players yeah. to each other as well. Bit rude, probably, but no, we like it. Um, yeah, Alan was great. He was um, really bringing back like three-quarter length shorts because he's quite small. <laughs> and he, he'd obviously pulled them up a bit as well. So he looked like a bit of a throwback player, like yeah. Stanley Matthews. <laughs> yeah. But he was... Um, he does have a lovely moustache, a little kind he, of pencil moustache as yeah. well. So that kind of... He looks like he's well. up to no good. And he was quite... Um, <laughs> he was up to no good. He was destroying yeah. everyone. He was just so... He, he was the most outstanding player on the pitch. He was just into everyone. Fantastic! It was quite interesting at the um, at the end of the game because Deli Ali got substituted at half time, mm. and um, Musa Soka got brought on and moved out to the right so that Lucas Moura could go through the middle. And Mourinho confirmed in his press conference yes, that it is that tactical. It, it, it was tactical, yeah. but also the the reason it was tactical is because he thought Allen was having too much of a good time, mm. and basically thought that as Moura as the more direct, creative threat, he could really um, undo Allen because he thought they were giving Allen too much credit. Basically, mm. he thought that. Yeah, he, he was not good enough to maintain that performance, which he did. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, yeah, I got was. that well yeah. wrong. He was quite a good footballer. Yeah. And that, <laughs> but I also, I also think he um, Mourinho disguised that because Richarlison had a very good game as well. Yeah, on the left, and well, I think I think Sissoko notable miss aside, but yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah, but but um, having Sissoko out there on the right was basically to to negate him um, mm. but yeah I mean it was all about the other wing James Rodriguez um, yeah what a lovely lovely player a lovely man as well he still looks very young I oh you mean aesthetically yeah yeah have you met him no unfortunately not I uh. saw him from afar because they do their um, Perspex interviews kind of on the pitch while mm. everyone else is on the other side of it and the press box in uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, is quite near the, the sidelines so and you're pressing you kind of get a good against view. the other side of it <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> Doing those fish faces. <laughs> That's really not COVID friendly. Yeah. <laughs> do not try that do at home, do guys. Fish faces. Just bl- blowing hot air onto the perspex and, and drawing a heart with my <laughs> <laughs> You're lovely. <laughs> In fact, on that note, we've had an email. Mm. Um, we haven't got a jingle yet, have we? No, we'll get we'll get to it. The, the, I'm my, pretty excited about this jingle. My jingle uh, monkeys are working very hard on, on, on the jingle as we speak. Um, I've paid them $200, basically. We don't them. approve of making animals work, even no, for money. No, good point. Is it, what did monkeys collect that, that's naughty, that people um, find it somehow um, problematic now? Collect? Don't, yeah, don't they collect... Tea leaves t- sometimes? Tea leaves? I think right, so, okay, yeah. Right. No, isn't that just PG tips advert? Are you getting confused? <laughs> <laughs> there's, that, there's that monkey as well, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's what chimpanzees, Kurt. Get out. There is, okay. <laughs> there's definitely some kind of tea where, you know, because the highest bits mm, of the tea the best tree... the tea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's where the oil is. It's, where, it's right up high. <laughs> right. So if you're a monkey, you're much smaller yeah. than your average tea picker. Yeah. So you can go up and get the most yeah. delicious yeah. and succulent leaves. Exactly. So yeah, that's we shouldn't be doing that anymore, and we should certainly not be making them uh, get involved in Pro Tools uh, audio production. No, at any point. Correct, unless they like it. Unless, unless they like, like a... it. Unless it's a vocation for them. Yeah, they wrote yeah. Shakespeare. Why have a unless... <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a great point. Anyway, Justin Griffith has emailed in. Thanks, mate. Don't forget, everyone else, you can do it. Show at footballramble.com. What a beautiful new email. Mm. Justin says, now that he's in the Premier League, it's time we had a frank and open discussion. <laughs> We're here for you. Uh, about the fact that James Rodriguez looks like Colombian Eddie Redmayne. Mm. I don't see that. They've got the same mouth. They've, all, they've both got letterbox mouths as, as, as boxing uh, parlance used to go. Huh. They've got quite letterbox wide... Letterbox mouth? I think they call it a letterbox mouth. It's like Ramesses II. Any mummy, basically, have got a, has always got a big, long mouth. Yeah, Eddie right. Redmond's got a big, long mouth, and uh, obviously um, James Rodriguez also has a large mouth. Right, okay. So I think that's what he's going for. That's I think Eddie Redmayne's got better cheekbones. I think Hamas Rodriguez yeah. is better mm. coming in from the right. And <laughs> well, we haven't actually seen... I don't, mm. I've never seen Eddie Redmayne play football. No. So, he's no, a fantastic beast on the field. It could, yeah, yeah, and it could be that just, you know, the acting world needed him, but mm. he was... 
Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Do, don't, um, aren't most actors in the situation when they always have a story where they could have played for, so, you know, Glasgow Rangers or something and, and they're just, yeah. they're, everyone's got a story. It's they always, always rubbish. think they could have. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you they see do them on and they're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> pressure, though. Yeah. Pressure. <laughs> pressure. Yeah. Pressure on the big stage. It's yeah. going mm. down at Soccer Is that Jonathan Wilkes? It is, yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe one for another day. Um, you, given that you're not Jim, have very brilliantly and kindly allowed us to focus on uh, Everton throughout the whole section. <laughs> so, I th- I mean, move on again. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. We could Just like, one last thing on, on Hammers. It was, it, it was a, a really, really great performance because he was... As I said before, like he accessed all areas of the field. I think his second, the second um, highest amount of passes he made to a specific player was Richarlison, who was on the opposite wing, mm-hmm. which I suppose is a good indication of how he was kind of cutting inside and influencing play there. Yeah, and he put himself about as well. He was quite keen to get into the rough and tumble because you know the 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 typical um, thing we always throw at uh, overseas players, especially players who have been really good elsewhere, mm. not even just players who've come out of nowhere. Specifically, those players who've excelled in in um you know on the world stage as he has wondering about how they would fare fare with the rough and tumble of it and he just didn't mind at all got him got his i was gonna say he's got his hands dirty. he's probably got his knees dirty because they're the uncovered bits aren't they yeah all bits but he was um he was all over ben davies for a lot of that and he um yeah wasn't afraid to get kicked as well which massively helped everton because everything he did really put Spurs on the back foot and as we move on to Spurs I think it's as we move on hilarious really that um <laughs> hilarious from my point of view because I'm massively put into the Amazon documentary yeah. because I am a sheep and I watch stuff on TV or my computer and I'm like right this is my new opinion now right and I really <laughs> left that thinking you know Mourinho to a point has been hamstrung by the injuries by not being able to get people in by not having the right amount of time to work on the shape he needs, blah, 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 blah. And then just yesterday in his post-match press conference, Mm. when he talks about how it's great that the cameras aren't there and now that they can work in intimacy, all I could think was the only person who's benefited from that documentary (laughs) is you, Jose. The Alexas are still listening. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. But you do sort of look at the, the, the Spurs squad and everyone... Has either been kind of like has either been replaced by a player who doesn't look quite as good, or just not replaced at all. Ericsson's out, you know. Even even Wanyama. When 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 Wanyama leaves, and you're like, you'd quite like a Wanyama on the bench just to shore things up a little bit. You just so the Spurs squad just don't have it. I think I think um, two London clubs, Fulham and uh, and Spurs. You don't want to go crazy in the last few weeks of, of the transfer window, but they need they need players, they need bodies. They they look very very ordinary, and they looked very very ordinary yesterday. The one, sorry for sighing into the mic loads. That's probably not a great audio <laughs> experience, guys. I apologise. Um, the one exception to that, I would say, is Matt Doherty. If I were to really like clutch at straws, I yeah, felt. it's a Matt Doherty shaped straw. Yeah, when uh, you're clutching. Um, but just to your point about feeling as though he's replaced someone that you feel a bit better about, mm. you know, not seeing Serge Aurier there was was a was a bonus for me. Yes. <laughs> it's all about the context as well, isn't it? It's all these games are all about the context because as we pointed out, um Everton looking pretty good. Could be pretty good this season. And you know when Spurs lost seven two to Bayern Munich, mm. we thought Spurs are dreadful. But that was before the Barcelona game. So. Was that your nine nil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that after Southampton lost nine nil to Leicester, mm. they were like, right? And you know, they, people keep mentioning it now. Do you think we need to keep mentioning yeah. seven two Bayern Munich? Yeah. And then I just mean just... it's all about context, isn't it? We don't, and, and also, let's not forget this week, Spurs have signed one of the greatest strikers in the world, Alex Morgan. So. They have, yeah, yeah. If she can get on the field. I would I definitely mean, endorse that. Let's not distract from the, from that from you know they're two very very different things aren't they which alex morgan signing for the women's side and the issues with the men's side oh, i thought she well well because I because I, because I, well, because um i've just seen it's it in your sexist eyes. isn't it Vish? no 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 i've just seen it in your eyes and i realize i might be able to make you cry here so I'm right, okay, yeah, go, go, yeah, go because be combative did you, like did you see did you see anything yesterday um, because even Doherty, to an extent, was just him being him. You know, mm. Mourinho wouldn't have told him to do any of those things. That was ex- exactly what he was doing for Wolves last year. Yeah. There's a really good bit of interplay with Harry Kane when Kane has a nice little dink over and he has that volley that mm. Pickford saves. But did you see anything there that suggests this season is going to be any different to last season? Because I didn't. 
And I know it's early, and I know you know Gio Celso was injured. But that looked a bit like... That was my other straw that I was going to clutch yeah. like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the thing about yesterday as well was that you got the impression that they were waiting for Everton to make a mistake and hit them on the break. And not only did they not hit them on the break when they had the chances with any real conviction, Everton didn't really make that many mistakes. And if they're going to come up short against a side that finished 12th last year, even with their recruitment... Um, it's quite quite demoralising for a Spurs fan, I'd say. Mm, not a... I don't have to answer that. <laughs> not I don't have to, answer. You don't have to answer it, but you need to hear it. I... <laughs> <laughs> Do I? I mean, I did watch the bloody game, and I made my little sad notes, and I wrote my team. I, t- you know, when I watch Spurs, I tend to pretty much every game I like write out the team sheet, and I'll think, oh god, I wish we had different things going on here, and then I make my notes that are sad about what is wrong with the game. So, yeah, look, I. N- I don't feel very happy about watching that team. I think that we're not likely to uh, sack Jose Mourinho. I'm not advocating that necessarily, but... Could you sack a bit of him? (laughs) You know, I I feel, you know, I, I, I know this is probably a lonely opinion, but I do kind of trust Daniel Levy although I think he was a bit starstruck by um, Jose, as you can see in the documentary. Um, So... I guess, you know, but he's done some extraordinary things at the club, blah, 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 the stadium, etc. Um, some great deals. You know, we have some incredible players. Uh, and I, my only option here really is to believe that it's possible for Mourinho to make these players play like a team. But as you say, Vish, I didn't see much evidence of that. Liverpool beat Leeds 4-3. What an extraordinary game. What a fun riot that was. <laughs> it did. With the, <laughs> with the caveat that Liverpool weren't at their best and they didn't keep hold of the ball anywhere near as much as they, you would usually expect a Liverpool side to do, Leeds were fantastic in attack. They did their homework. They targeted players that needed to be targeted and they will be relegated in May. If it, <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Bielsa would have been raging about that Van, uh, Virgil van Dijk header because he... he He's the he's the main heading attack and he, he's just unmarked. Unbelievable scenes. Ridiculous. The um the relegated in May thing is something that I thought about yesterday as well because <laughs> they were so much fun yeah and I was like it won't be last it, it won't be last of the season but the week before it'll be the yeah week before, yeah and we'll have had a bloody good time it felt a little bit like you know everyone has that mate who is great on a night out mm. and it's only when it's too late that you realise they might have a problem right yeah and yeah, you yeah, end yeah. up kind of you end up pushing it because you're encouraging them. And you're like, yeah, 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 come on. He's always up for a, he's always up for a drink. She's he enables up for a drink. your bad behaviour. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of excuse yourself and you have fun and you kind of ride their coattails and everything's great. Mm. And you never deal with anything, you know, all the other bits. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we're going to be around this table as people who aren't Leeds fans. Yeah. They're going to be like, God, they're so much fun. And then they're going to be shipping four goals every game. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel judged, Vish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am that man. Yeah. A time when, like, teams aren't allowed, uh, sorry, teams aren't allowed in the ground, that possibly would have been better for, for, for Liverpool and, and, and Leeds because that was ridiculous. But, like, when, when fans aren't allowed in the ground and, and, and the Premier League season has started, and you sort of go, oh, it's such a shame that, that you don't hear the roar of, uh, of the crowd. Mm. And, 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 well, you do if you choose certain channels. But um, we needed that match. We needed. Uh, a first weekend match like that because if we hadn't I think it would have been a very uh, different situation I, I really enjoyed this weekend of football and this was definitely part of it the fulcrum so yeah. to speak did you get the impression you know the, the thing about Bielsa teams is that they start very quickly and they run and run and run and then they you know run out of steam at the end of the season do you think we saw that you know, confined within 90 minutes, yes, uh, on Saturday. Mm, yeah, I mean, there's a definite kind of... I know the old saw is about Bielsa teams, they're just exhausted by the end of the match. But you're, you've stepped up a level there and you're in the Premier League and you're up against uh, the champions. This It takes a hell of a lot more. And Liverpool were having an off day. I think if they'd faced a Liverpool side uh, in any other um, form or in any other um, uh, situation or um, state, I think they, they probably would have been beaten handsomely. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be a long season for them and they, they, they are going to be rinsed. So you think, sorry, that Liverpool, because they were having an off day, it's not reflective of what Leeds can do? 
because I'm just thinking, I, I, yeah, you know, I, obviously Liverpool made a few cock-ups and mm. Virgil van Dijk was bad. But I, th- but I think I think they targeted van Dijk. I think that the way yeah. that the ball came in, I was like, you've seen him sort of clear those in exactly the same way. And I think, um, who, who was on him? It was Bamford, wasn't it? Um, like, I, I think they, they, that was a that was a game plan and it, and it went really, and that's what you get from Bielsa. But yeah. unfortunately, the rigours of, of Premier League football means that, that they will make mistakes like they made in, in, in the penalty box, giving away silly penalties. But Liverpool didn't defend that well. I mean, and neither side seemed to think that defence was a main part of this game, right? Mm. God bless them. <laughs> yes. God bless every single one of them. That's what we won. Yeah. I, I actually, when I was watching the game and one of the players that they seemed to target a fair bit, as well as Van Dijk, was um, Alexander-Arnold. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose a lot of that was to pin him back. But, you know, Jack Harrison's goal comes from that left-hand side when Calvin Phillips puts that ball over and he gets to it before... Um, Alexander-Arnold and cuts inside and he shoots into the near post. And I, and I wonder, because Bielsa is such a meticulous bloke and he's so fine on the details, that while, you know, I mean, I hope I hope Leeds don't get relegated, but mm, if, but if they do, I reckon he, within the season's play, he would have identified little kinks in different teams that other people might pick up on. Yeah. And so he's already set in, you know, I saw it on, I know it's, it's Twitter, so that kind of um, any kind of information spreads like wildfire. Doesn't need to be correct, <laughs> but um, already people were talking about how how um, defensively lax Alexander Arnold is. When you know, obviously, all the talk up until the end of last season was how incredible. Uh, you know, creative forces. Mm. But he but he started last season quite slow, and, and people kind of pointed that out for, in and through the lens of this match. Uh, and maybe Bielsa just went, oh, he just maybe just starts. He just does. It has a slow start to the season, so I'd really, really target him. I don't know. Maybe it's his conditioning. I, I just don't know. Heading mm. the ball into your own net, even though that goal was obviously disallowed, <laughs> is not so a symptom like... of a man whose brain is not a tiny bit scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he just forgot where he was? Oh, goal! <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this! Oh. Uh... <laughs> yeah. you, do see, you do see those decision, decisions being made and, and it ends up in the net, net and you sort of go look he, he needed to clear it he messed it up a little bit but he he was I just liked after it was called offside he was like talking to the ball talking to himself <laughs> talking to the fans going, yeah well, no I, I, I don't care you know, I, I, how could you say I didn't mean it when I meant it I didn't meant it <laughs> I knew it. I, I wanted to score. I wanted to score. <laughs> yeah. Goals, goals, goal. <laughs> Put that in my FIFA statistic. Mm. Um, Jonathan Liu, actually, uh, lovely opening paragraph. He, he, his, uh, his match report, actually, it was on the Spurs game. Mm. But his, here's how he opened it. First weekends are all about hope. Fresh grass and fresh dreams. The new tactics that oppositions haven't yet worked out. And the new players who haven't yet been paid for. It's a weekend for flinging perspective to one side and letting your imagination run riot. A weekend of kings and frauds. It doesn't say anything about bald frauds. But anyway, and nothing in between. And I think, in some ways... Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and particularly mm. this game, even yeah. though that's not the one he was writing about. Now, can, we, can we congratulate Mo Salah on, on that bloody goal? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hitch, Jehoshaphat. Wow. That was sick. It was so straight, wasn't it? <laughs> he hit it so pure and true. Yeah. That there was no cut no. on the ball. You know, It didn't Fantastic. bend in any way. Just... I saw him, so I picked him in my fantasy team because I saw a photo of him in preseason. And I was like, "That is a man who looks on Sharp. it." Sharp. Yeah, well, he's, his hair. He's got. It is his, the hair a bit. Well, he's, signed, he's well, he was of... topless. So I was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> oh my god, his six pack is something. Ve- yeah, eight pack is it's something absurd. very extraordinary because he's a small man and he's very like tight and compact. So it's yeah. oh, ridgy. Yeah, it, it doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> Looks like he's um, being. It's like, it's like that, a muscle but... girdle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's trying to kill me. Like it, it would look like it would hurt himself if he if he coughed. It would punch him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Instant. Uh, uh, what do you what do you call it uh, when you when you bit your gut comes through your stomach wall? Oh yeah, um, hernia. Hernia. Instant hernia because yeah. his abs are too tight. Oh, but the other way, like an internal there. hernia. But is it, but is his hair? He's start, he's starting to style his hair like Jordan Shakiri a little bit. Yeah. A little bit like the guy at Future Islands, that kind of like tight in the side and then enhancing the widow's peak. Oh, beautiful. Apparently, he's looking stylish. So apparently he's going to go to Barcelona. Discuss. Ronald Koeman's made him his top target. Ronald, apparently a friend of Ronald Koeman has said that he wants to go to Barcelona. Oh. Donald Koeman. A friend, <laughs> a friend of Ronald Koeman says Mo Salah wants to go to Barcelona. Yeah, apparently, yeah. A friend. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Friend? Don't know. I said Donald Probably a close, it's going to be a close friend, I expect, <laughs> yes. to be saying useful things like that. Mm. He must have a lot of insight. Yeah, it was, maybe he's just saying it to encourage Ronald Koeman. He's like, yeah, it's a good idea. I think I've heard he wants to come. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I don't personally. I don't necessarily see why Mo Salah would want to play for a boss in a side that looks like that, in preference to a Liverpool side that looks like that. Like that. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Coming up. After a weekend spent predicting very effectively, I think, we'll find out how we're going in Betway's to score and we'll celebrate Arsenal. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Com- Ooch. Yeah. Kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first yeah. day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done. And, you know, all of that stuff, I kind yeah. of stopped. OK, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection <laughs> of kindness at this initial point. Yes. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. This week, we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. You've never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air. It doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self-Care Club is a Stakhanov production. Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Pete and Vish in your ears today. Let's get you a little Forza Score update from Betway. Entry to Forza Score, don't forget, is free each week. Pick the first goal score in Betway's four selected games for your chance to win a £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are in before the first game, fairly obviously. Further T's and C's apply. The fourth game, Brighton-Chelsea, is tonight. But um, to be honest, that's not that important in the grand scheme of the ramble attempts to predict this one. We've got, spoiler alert, not correct mm. to kick off the new season. Bit of a pain. Game one, Liverpool against Leeds United. Saturday, 5.30pm. That was Andy picked Sadio Mane. Decent idea. Mohamed Salah, though, got that hat-trick and got the first goal. Game two was Luke's pick. West Brom against Leicester. 
playing it safe. Good idea, Luke. Went with Jamie Vardy, who did, of course, score two, but not the first one. The first one came from Timothy Castagna, another one of these debutants having a, a good opening game of the season. Game three was Marcus's pick. Spurs against Everton, the Sunday 4.30 kickoff. Marcus picked Harry Kane. God bless him. But it was, in fact, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And game four is still to come. That was Jules's pick. Brighton against Chelsea is tonight. Jules has picked Timo Werner. So we're all still, well, <laughs> none of us, apart from Jules, are in it to win it here. Four to school will be back on the previous show again this Friday. It's all in for the individual prize, isn't it, Vish? Yeah, yeah. It's all, this is not a team sport. <laughs> and I mean, it's literally a t- no. What? No, no, no. It's oh, an, from it's your a, perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's an in, individual pursuit, you know, based around a team sport. Yeah. But we're, it's every man and woman for themselves. And we've all been pretty dreadful, to be fair. I'm, I'm one. For, I'm one, He's for one for one. one. It's, a, it's exactly. So I'm saying we've all been terrible, and, and Vish, you have been excellent so far. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm never going to do one again. <laughs> never turn up on a Friday. That again. was supposed to be your attitude to Luke's game, wasn't yeah, it? And look what thought, I'm going I'm to get Mason. Yeah. No biggie. Well, I got Masoned. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you bloody did. But, <laughs> I do hope Timo Werner scores about five uh, this evening, um, which will obviously please Jules if he scores first, uh, because he's very much in my fantasy league team. And I have only got 20 points and I am gutted. Oh, <laughs> Terrible start yeah. to the season. Terrible start to the season. I've made, yeah, I've made a right hash of that. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really want to do it, but I thought we'd do it as a collective yes. football ramble mm-hmm. thing. Mm. And as all, you know, as with all kind of, Oh, it will be fun. It wasn't fun. No. In, the, in the Football Ramble uh, kind of uh, ecosystem uh, league, it's got like hundreds and hundreds of people. I am literally in the uh, bottom 5%, if okay. not lower. It's disgrace. I'm on the last page, guys. Rubbish. Absolute uh, rubbish. My morale was so crushed by that Spurs performance, <laughs> to be honest. I just thought I probably shouldn't look. <laughs> and this will help me really improve my, <laughs> my emotional state. Stability. Uh, Arsenal beat Fulham 3-0 in the opening game of the season. Mm. Big performance from Mikel Arteta's side against the new boys. Scruffy little opener from Alexander Lacazette. Five yards out, little header from Gabriel, new signing. Off a corner, perhaps. Fulham keeper Matt Roddick should have done better, but it was obviously from quite close range. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang into the far corner from the edge of the penalty area for the third. Three very different goals. One consistent factor, three assists from new signing Willian. Let's not forget they got on a free. Are Chelsea going to regret that? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I think uh, Andy Brassel on Friday uh, quite rightly sort of said if, if, if Willian can spend a little bit more time in the centre of the field, he's going to have a lovely time. But to be honest, the, the way he kind of uh, disrupts and, and if he can get like Pepe and him playing in the same side, um, that is going to be an interesting little kind of relationship. But he was he was imperious. He, he was fantastic uh, at the weekend. When Willian plays that well and it plays that playmaker also excellently, like the, the spectre of Ozil just disappears. He could be oh. he could be farmed out to play golf for the rest of time uh, and no one really care as long as William was playing like that but will he stay fit at that age I don't know 32 isn't he yeah but he's he's got quite a good history of injuries Record, I find that a bit he? personal mm. sorry 32 I mean, come on. <laughs> He's 32. I mean, he's cracking on that. I mean, at some point, his age will catch up with, up with him. Don't when say he's that. Come it's on. really hurtful. Man. <laughs> I'm 39. You can both get stuffed, quite frankly. I'm in prime physical condition. I'm dressed like a teenager. And I'm sat next to Kate. Yeah, I can't be hearing this. Oh. Well, no, thanks for that, Pete. I thought he... Um, just after what, um, what Andy said on Friday, I kind of wondered that actually, you know, it does make sense considering that he was always a bit of a drifter when he was playing at Chelsea. He wouldn't, he's not kind of the the kind of winger that... He'd ride the rails. (laughs) (laughs) He'd ride the rails in an old court. (laughs) Harmonica in his top pocket. (laughs) One of those sticks with the red uh, kind of knapsack over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Dick Whittington. Yeah, a knife in his boot. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he was. He looked a touch of class yesterday. Well, not yesterday on Saturday. We should also say that you know, in in the very much in the spirit of doing down any good thing that happens to mm. anyone, mm. Um, that Fulham were dreadful. Yeah. Good. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because I did want to say about that, but I didn't want it to look like sour grapes. Yeah, no, they were they were pretty bad, mm. and they had the same issues that I. I thought would afflict them in the Premier League after, I think I mentioned after they um, secured promotion in the playoffs, is that you can't really tell if they have any discernible style. And in the Mm. Championship, they seem to get through games just by having better players. 
And in the Premier League, that's not really going to fly, is it? They, um, they looked like they they looked like they weren't prepared to be promoted. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we've done it again. Oh, we're up. Oh God, uh, we're not going to buy any. We're not going to buy as many players as we did last time because that really didn't screwed work. us." Even though but, they bought some quite good ones, like Jean Michel. Yeah, so. I, they just looked completely. Their intensity wasn't there. Um, their, their press wasn't there, and and they just seemed unwilling or unable to to, to break any team down or or, or just play passes forward effectively it was it was poor from them I thought yeah they they seemed to rely on a game plan that was this is Arsenal they might they might Arsenal this mm, and yeah. they 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 didn't Arsenal didn't it at all well to be fair there was that thing there was that chance in the second minute where there was a sort of oh there was yes yeah 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 communication Habu which... went over and um, Leno kind of Stuck Save the day, that, yeah. yeah. Well, it was Enzi Maitland-Niles, wasn't it? He passed it back and yeah, yeah. Gabriel didn't. But, I mean, it was first two minutes and, you know, they haven't played together. But, I mean, if, if that's your only chance, just, It's not you know, ideal, yeah. is it? It's not. But it was interesting that they, you know, both sides tried to play out from the back and Fulham just didn't have the, the courage to keep up with it. It was clearly something that Scott Parker tried to instil in them, but... Every now and again, Rodab would just hoof the ball forward and Arsenal would get it back and, and keep it for a lot. It's, and, you know, granted, we probably judge Fulham a bit more after a few more games where they've played teams that are going to be around for most of the league. But, um, yeah, it didn't look particularly promising. No. No. <laughs> I feel so Marcus is going to listen to this and feel he's, you know he's yeah. going to really hate us isn't he I don't know I he's think so Marcus, excited wasn't he yeah. Marcus is a man with a clear perspective on life I feel like. Well, he's, he's, a, big... he's a positive guy, though. He is, he? yeah, yeah. Sunny side up is, is our spells. He, he, uh, he, obviously big fan of Alexander Mitrovic, and I think, he, I think he thought he was going to do really well in this uh, this season. I can't not see that happening um, because I remember he, he, when he joined Fulham, obviously he had he had a good was it ten eleven games where he it was almost like uh, a goal a game, uh, and he was great. But at Newcastle, he can really go off the boiling and really go missing in matches. So I. Um, I think him getting brought on in 73 minutes is a sign that Scott Parker doesn't necessarily trust him either. Yeah, I think someone, if you watch a guy celebrate a goal like Alexander Mitrovic, you see a man who is quite out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't necessarily mean his own goals. I mean the way he literally like, you know, sometimes those goal celebrations as a team look quite Mm. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. he looks like he's going to snap whoever it is who scored. Maybe that's why Fulham aren't putting the ball in the net. You're frightened that Mitrovic (laughs) is going to come up behind him. Who was the Newcastle player where when Mitrovic celebrated a goal, he strangled him? Oh God! Grabbed yes. him by the throat. Who was that yes. now? <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. Yes, I can't remember. To be honest. what a good I thing you done. Let me squeeze the life out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a worry. Maybe, well, maybe that's the angle we were missing. It's yeah. just it's just fear of that, and that's yeah. perhaps why Scott Parker didn't bring him on until the seventy third minute. Although there's also some question mark about his hammies, isn't there? Yeah. So. Who knows? Well, Who let, knows? Well, let's well, we get into Newcastle, shall we then? All right, Katie, then. you must be floating on air today, I as was. is your want after a victory 2-0 against West Ham, who are shite. 89 minutes out of Andy Carroll we got. It only took every single nightclub in the UK to be closed. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's all it took. <laughs> You're having but a what? gathering of more than six people. Yes, <laughs> 22 of us on there. Oh, brilliant. I mean... <laughs> I'm all over this. I brought poppers. Um, no, <laughs> none of that. Um, but I mean, what? I mean, as, as a Newcastle fan, like what a what a hit from Hendrick. He should never have had. He should never have had that time to get this shot away. But what a hit! So little backlift. As I know. Well. Oh, it was man. almost like a, it was a heading towards a little dinkle dink, a little dinkle dandy. Fantastic. <laughs> the um, my favourite Andy Carr bit was managing to elbow two people in the side of the head in the opening eight. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I was like, the VAR and che- checking this. This is going to be a nightmare. But to be honest, I think I love Andy Carroll. He's such a destructive kind of influence, and, and, and he, he kind of he he takes all of the uh, he takes all of the kind of focus off other footballers so they can go and do their thing. So I think that's why uh, a lot yeah. of like Callum Wilson and, and to be honest, Hendrick had had such a such a good game uh, because Carroll is just such a disruptive influence, and in, certainly in the in yard box. But I mean. West Ham had that like a little patch of pressure where Newcastle just sat back and went, right, we've got our goal. You're not really showing us much apart from some loose kind of looping headers onto the bar uh, first and second half. And, and and they sat on their lead for half an hour and West Ham had their chances and they didn't take them. They looked really, they didn't have any penetration. They they were a little bit listless. And, and you know, Noble coming off about, is it half an hour from the end or maybe 20 minutes from the end? Um, 
I know that Sunes has been uh, as waxed lyrical or less than lyrical about how much he he didn't appreciate the way that uh, that, that Noble spoke about his his team and how it's being run uh, from 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 boardroom level. But oh, in I reaction think, to the Grady Dangana, yeah, yeah. But I just I I, I think um, that he looked like at times that looked like the only player who who kind of gave a toss, quite frankly. So yeah, it was it was a really really good performance for Newcastle that. It wasn't really good. <laughs> good performance in Newcastle. Here we go. It was. A, Here we go. It was a necessary uh, performance against uh, a, a quite a poor West Ham side. I've, I've written in my note about Jeff Hendrick a smart signing on a free transfer. And I have to say, I don't really understand Newcastle's transfer policy right now. It's like they want to just become a good <laughs> sort of good team. I know, and just a good mid-level team. Gaps, yeah, yeah, you know? I like and, it. And I think they're up against the West Ham side that, that mm. don't really. Although no. they did, they did spend good money. What's, what summer would it have been last summer? Summer before? I've lost track. Mm, yeah. um, and and that seemed and was quite a positive. You, you expected great things, and it, yeah. It, it yeah, that's that's the thing. I guess um, when you talk to West Ham fans, I, I always I'm always surprised how maybe um, I, I've only got a sample size or a very sample size of about two or three West Ham mates, but they all seem to kind of say that you know Moyes probably not a bad manager for our level effectively but he doesn't get the best out of the more creative players obviously uh, and, and they look very very ordinary in this match he was, he was very upset about Callum Wilson's high foot but I was like well and he, and he sort of said the, the level of refereeing the lef- level of officiating in this match is pretty poor and it's like well don't target ASMR and <laughs> you, you were booting the crap out of him pretty much all of the match so that upset me leave my beautiful boy alone <laughs> leave my beautiful man alone the uh, the noble thing um, is interesting because you know obviously everyone knows about the issues that West Ham fans have with their board and the desire to to get them out as quickly as possible. But the, the reaction to that sale, or the fact that you know Mark Noble tweeted about it and so many other West Ham players liked it, mm. is the first time that you saw mm. that kind of board interference really having a negative effect. Mm. You know, really, you know, and I'm and I'm sure that they've it's it's a kind of club where a lot of stuff gets filtered down quite quickly. But that was the first time that players have actively come out and really rallied against it. And uh, I mean, I think that was a performance that showed that there is still a great deal of frustration there. And it might be a case that it's not the manager that has to change. It really is having to sell the club for it to survive. And I suppose only time will tell who's going to shift in that matter of Mark Noble and David Moyes get turfed out and uh, some yes men get drifted New, in. Newcastle are in the front of that queue. Thank you very much, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> they can, once we're sold, they can sell, all right? I like the way you describe this as well because I thought it was a really accomplished performance from Newcastle but yeah. Pete described it as a, very, as a necessary, <laughs> necessary performance. Much in the way that necessary. we find a cure to COVID, I'll be a necessary cure. I want it to be a flamboyant cure. I want a flamboyant vaccine. I want my lead to go blue. I want my eye to turn uh, rainbow colours and also I want to be free of being able to get COVID. That's what I want from my COVID vaccine. All right, Vish? All right. I mean, it's good. I mean, you, you know, aim for the aim for the moon. Aim for the stars. <laughs> aim for the Project sm- Moonshot. Project Moonshot. That's what the government are up to, isn't it? Was it aim for the moon so you f- if you no, fall... No, aim for the stars and you hit the moon. Why do you, hit, why do you want to hit the moon though? Yeah. It's good up there. It's good up there. <laughs> you Get saw that quad. John Lewis advert. <laughs> you seem to be having a great time. <laughs> One source there. That's great up here, isn't it? <laughs> Kate Mason, it's great up here. <laughs> On the moon. On the moon. Yeah. Well, someone else uh, who's living in somewhere different to the rest of us, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. My favourite story of the whole decade, I think. <laughs> Magnificent is old Damo Delaney. Mm. Uh, Crystal Palace fans might recognise him as a, as a former player of theirs from the Defender. And now, even though people can't go to the stadiums, what you can do is um, a little plug for the old buy your match day programmes online, mm. guys. I do actually think that's probably quite a good way to yeah. support your club. But anyway, nice. you can you can get a subscription to get the match day programmes that you would normally get if you were in the stadium because obviously no one's there at the moment. Mm. Print uh, out a PDF. Lovely. Read it in the bath. But I think they can post it to you as well. Oh, can they? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a shine. Bringing back the dead tree media. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, yes. And if you are, are a Crystal Palace fan who has sent off for the match day programmes, you mm. will have been treated to... Well, quite a special interview, I think it's fair to say, with with Delaney. Um, it's a, like a dream dinner party feature that they mm. do in the programme each week. And, uh, well, he started with Keith Richards, which is is nice. I think you pick, how many is it? One, two, three, four, five. So it's, it's mm. six in total. Perfect, obviously, for Cope. Although, 
depends if they come from different households. Good point, yeah. So he'd have to move in with Chairman Mao. <laughs> a lot of them are dead. <laughs> a lot of them are dead, so would they possibly, it wouldn't be a problem, presumably. Yeah, so it's not mm. just Chairman Mao, but yes, mm. it certainly is him. Uh, Keith Richards, as we mentioned. And then Joseph Stalin, Genghis Khan and Napoleon Bonaparte on Stalin. I'm fascinated by Russian history, not because I'm a Stalinist. I'm not. If you have to say you're not a Stalinist, <laughs> say Catherine the Great then. She kick-started the Russian Enlightenment. She hated fountains. She killed a lot of people as well. But, you know. Everyone killed people back then. Everyone Seems killed like back then. That doesn't bother Damo. He's, he, I mean, he's, he's absolutely stacked it here because I, I read up on uh, this. What I didn't watch any of the football. I just sort of read up on what everyone ate. Um, Stalin, a lot of Georgian foods, a lot of nuts, garlic. So you'd have to sort of have a lot of that on mm. on, 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 the, on the banquet. Mao, he had uh, chilies baked into everything. He famously said that uh, you can't be a revolutionary if, if you don't eat chilies. Napoleon. Erratic eating patterns he would only ever eat when he was absolutely famished. He would just, ah. he would, he would just smash back a roast chicken. No wonder he was so pissy all the time. I know. Also, also, you need a high chair for him, wouldn't you? Exactly. The Mongo- Apparently, that's an overstatement about how short... That whole Napoleon complex thing is actually not true because right. of the era... He was like 5'7 or something. That was my time. That was our time, Vish. I could have been a king. People were smaller <laughs> back then. Exactly. Uh, so people are actually- small now. Don't have a go. Mm. You're, the, you're a good height. We're all the high good good you're, all, you're all the vish we need. Good I mean, to be fair, I did watch you playing basketball at the weekend on your Instagram. <laughs> it did very much uh, accentuate our heights playing that game, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Quite a discriminatory game, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Despite their, all their great work for yeah. the discrimination that matters. <laughs> or rather, fighting that. Yeah. Um, uh, the Mongols, they would, uh, they, they would just, uh, they were very, they were protein boys. They would, um, they would eat any old boiled guts, effectively on dung fire. Huh. Um, and um, Richards, I mean, would, would he eat anything? He was just not heroin, ma- heroin, ma- heroin, ma- heroin yeah. and quaaludes, wasn't yeah. it? So, <laughs> naughty so, things. Yeah, naughty things. So he ate eating, eating shit. So yeah, just a very mixed bag there. It would have to be a mixed bag, and it would be a very diff- difficult uh, party to cater for. I would say. Is literally. he? Ho- is it so? Delaney would be hosting this and mm. cooking. I, well, I guess so. Well, you have to, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Unless you did. Um, what do they call it? A, a potluck. What's you a potluck? Where people bring you designate someone a course, don't you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, God. right. That's risky. Isn't Based it? on the old guts cooked over what was it dung 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 oh, no. fire, yeah. <laughs> also they all live quite far away and you know there's that weird thing where someone someone leave over a bit of tupperware and you've got to like clean it and give it back to him it'll be and and, and if it's all the yellow genghis you, you've left like, your yes mate <laughs> you've left your t- well the mongols <laughs> used to leave? um they used to skulls <laughs> they used to kill their animals by making a small incision in in the in the, in the chest reaching through and oh. nipping the aorta no and it was, it was seen as like an ethical sort of thing to, to right. kill an animal like that it's just like oh, it's just, Hit him in the head or something. Jeez, Ugh, gross. Yeah. So you'd have to. Oh, who do you want? Who would you want to be? Who would he be sat next? Don't to? do that in the garden. <laughs> or Genghis, anywhere. Genghis, you're an animal, mate. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. It's not just humans you like to kill. <laughs> yeah. Nutter. Sorry. I reckon if they were sat around the table, I was trying to work out who would sit next to who. Yeah. But I know obviously Damien Delaney would sit next to Keith Richards and spend a lot of time talking about the rest of them. So you think Keith Richards is just kind of wasted in in this? Well, he's Keith Richards, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, his presence is wasted. Because really, from the stories you're going to get, you'd really want to hear more about Keith Richards because the rest of them are pretty dark. They're pretty out there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Self-explanatory. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's almost... They're dogmatic, he's, aren't they? Yeah. He's basically organised a problematic family Christmas. <laughs> you don't really want it to get too deep. You don't want, definitely no. don't want anyone talking about politics. No. Just, you know, let Uncle Keith sort oh, out the yeah. entertainment. You probably wouldn't get a word in Edgeways. It'd be like a dinner party with Luke. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like organising a football ramble night out, honestly. Goodness. <laughs> Completely impossible, I'd have thought. So, yeah, we initially thought that was a, f- a fake, but I think we've come around to the idea that, you know... It's good to be creative. It's good to be creative. Look, it's a t- people will be talking about that party for months. They s- well... Yeah, he'd probably, they'd probably all bump each other off by the end of it. So yeah. Perhaps no. no one would be left to talk. Mm. Tonight, there's more football for you. Hooray! And, and your guests, potentially. Sheffield United up against Wolves. Brighton getting their campaign up and running against Chelsea. Hoping for a goal, first goal from Timo Werner, so that Jules, you know, 
gets our glory back in the old Betway Forta score. Both of those ones on Sky Sports tonight. Tomorrow's show, it is Marcus, Jim and Yuvish. Five foot seven king. <laughs> uh, I'm not even the tallest person in that room and Marcus is in it. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I think I'm the shortest member of the Rattle Jewels. Who am I talking about? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Have you met Jules? <laughs> Jules could fit through a basketball hoop. You could slam dunk Jules. Well, well no, Jules could take the ball and I could throw Jules up yes. to slam dunk it. Nice. Yeah. That's like, what I want to um, see. Wolverine and the big I d- bloke. I, d- I don't, I'm, I don't want to be mean here, Vish, but I, I don't think you can dunk. No, exactly. That's why I need to throw Jules to dunk on my mm. behalf. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. So she's not the ball in this scenario. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not kind of jumping up with Jules and... Yeah, maybe it. me and you can go over to the basketball hoops over, over the road and just you know dunk school <laughs> just, just try our hardest <laughs> yeah. to do some dunking surely if, if your heart is pure no. yeah. mine, mine isn't but surely if your heart is pure you should be able to do anything you want <laughs> and that includes dunking yeah. I think maybe dunking is the one exception to that rule but well, let's you, get out there and give it a try you guys would, you would say that you big handed giant <laughs> Let's stay optimistic and let's let's stay <laughs> let's stay friends, shall we? Let's let's stay friends by leaving right now. Goodbye, Rish. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, Pete. Requiem. <laughs> Catch you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 